Hi everyone, I'm Joseph Michael, and I've been thinking about The Bear, an FX show that is streamable on um, Hulu, that, though that might change in the future. I actually am planning to do a review, a brief review video on it. Um, before I do, I want to rewatch the series. Uh, I actually didn't finish watching it uh, too long ago, but I liked it. I enjoyed it that much that I want to go through it again because it was just a really great show, to be frank. To my understanding, the show, uh, since this is just a thinking about video, I don't have one properly released, but I do, under I do believe it came out in the middle of last year, around June, or maybe May of last year. And uh, I, I, how did I even hear about the show? I heard about the show through my friend because they were recommended it. They were recommended it through a coworker, a coworker, and they asked me if I ever heard about the bear, um, because they know that I'm a big fan of television shows in general, shows with narration with great narratives, and supposedly their coworker told them they had a really fun story, um, and no, I, I never. I told them I never heard about the bear. And I decided, I was just going through Hulu and I saw that show. I was like, oh, my friend mentioned it. They were recommended it. Um, they were asking me about it. So maybe it's a decent show. And I decided to check it out. And lo and behold, um, the first five minutes, it, it really caught me. The hook was great. The hook is basically beginning with a dream. And I'm not going to go beyond that. But after that, it transitioned to the proper setting of the show. And I, I just really loved... What I love so much about the show is the characters. It's a very character-driven um, series. It's very much, if one is into shows like Deadwood, uh, Firefly, Community, any show where there's a setting and a set of characters that quote-unquote live or participate within that setting, it's a show like that. The restaurant that they work at, it, it's a living embodiment. Uh, I would argue that, it, maybe not to the extent of Serenity or the Rashiante or Normandy from, from Firefly, the Expanse and Mass Effect, Ma 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 <laughs> Mass Effect respectively. Um, the, it, the restaurant itself is not a character to that extent. If one has ever seen Deadwood, uh, the village, uh, the village, the town is not a character, but it, the town very much feels alive. The restaurant feels like that as well. Unfortunately, I can't recall the name of the restaurant. Um, but yeah. Um, but what I want to focus right now is I want to discuss the idea of accountability. And I've been listening to a podcast. There's not many podcasts on based on the bear. So if one watches the bear, they may have listened to this podcast as well. But one aspect that just really bothered me is just that it's crazy how these podcasters just seem to avoid the idea of accountability. And in doing so, it kind of skews the perspective of certain characters. And what I mean by that, one could say that the main character, Carmine, that indeed, especially in episode 7, I'm more thinking about episode 7. Well, let me give a quick, quick context why I want to discuss this. So if one has not seen the bear, make sure one um, clicks away from this. I'm about to do spoilers. But episode 7, well, why not the bat? From a technical perspective, it's a, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's a 17-minute episode that's one shot. So there's no cuts. It's just one shot. And the whole premise of this episode is that one of the uh, uh, characters, Sydney. They're finally unleashing their pre-order system uh, for the small uh, mom pastel restaurant. And the lead character, Carmine, he's been apprehensive about doing this just because the restaurant needs so much. Uh, um, it's a fix-me-upper. They really have so many other things they need to refine. How can they add a new element when they're still tempering old elements, right? Um, but Carmine respects Sydney both as a chef and as an individual that he allows her to go ahead and do the pre-order system. But he makes her... That she understand, uh, he makes sure that uh, she has everything set up, and she believes she does. But unfortunately, she makes the mistake of accidentally leaving the pre-order option open, and so because of this, 
the restaurant has not yet opened, yet they have over 100 orders needed to be uh, set up and ready within a 10 minute window. So <laughs> that is a very stressful situation. And then beyond that, there's also another character, Marcus, who is on a mission to create the greatest donut ever. And that's really commendable of him, but I would argue when they, there's a situation where it's already very, uh, it's already, already tense, you might not want to be doing something very individual and rather be participating with the community. So in this aspect, helping to get those to-go orders ready, right? Instead of working on that donut. Unfortunately, Marcus doesn't do that. And he has a bit of a verbal run-in with Carmine. And then beyond that, there's also another altercation with uh, a character named Richie, who usually mans the front, and he has a verbal altercation with Sydney, and they just end up getting into a verbal argument, and he, she, Sydney actually ends up accidentally stabbing Richie. Not on purpose. I, I think that's clear on the show that it's not on purpose. Despite that, though, Sydney was very holding the knife, um, not with intent, but with, with uh, um, not with intent or malice, but with, with, um, Dark humor, I can't find the correct word right now, but yeah, she it was a horrible accident that occurred only because she was letting her emotions get the better of her. Oh, pardon me, that sounds horrible uh, because Richie was also letting his emotions get the better of him. Uh, the incident occurred um, because Sydney allowed uh, her reaction um, to not be the appropriate one. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be offensive. Well, I didn't sound offensive at that point, but hopefully one understands I'm talking about both characters, but I'm focusing on Sydney just because, again, even though it wasn't on purpose, uh, there was some uh, ill will towards Richie's character. So all of this is just a hot pot of creating a really tense, horrible situation. And unfortunately, it just blows up. Uh, Sydney uh, uh, ends up having, she ends up quitting on the spot. And she ends up telling Carmine that um, this is on you, it's not on me, good luck. And she also tells him that you're an excellent chef, but a shitty person or a shit person, something like that. And I really liked Sydney's character. I really liked Marcus's character as well. Rich's character, <laughs> I really didn't like him at first, but again, the show is just such a great job without this community, community of characters that you end up loving all of them. But... Um, I couldn't help but feel that uh, my my appreciation for Sydney's character kind of plummeted a little bit just because as an individual, I really appreciate appreciate accountability. Uh, personally, I do my best to hold myself accountable, but I do know I falter in that sometimes. And I would hope that, uh, I know it's hard to self-reflect, but I would hope that I, I do my best to grow, but I know I could do a better job at that. And because of that, I really enjoy role models that demonstrate really strong accountability skills or aspects where it's weak, but they choose to temper or refine it and they become much more accountable, at, they become stronger in, in terms of being accountable at the end. Things like uh, with The Witcher, with Geralt of Rivia, uh, the Master Chief, uh, even aspects of The Guardian within the Des within Destiny's story. Even that's why I'm a big fan of Digimon, um, because of that, they, I really feel like they focus on, um, I don't know why I did that, <laughs> but I really feel like they, they focus on that idea of what it means to be responsible and accountable. And so because of all of this, when, when Sydney ends up quitting, I was really hoping that the show would address that. And who knows, the, the show is been, uh, an, uh, has been greenlit, greenlit for a season two. And who knows, maybe it will be discussed in season two. I'm hoping it will be. It won't be just glossed over because as of right now in season one, everything is forgiven. In the season finale in episode eight, 
Um, Sydney ends up returning to the, the, the shop and it's looking like she's going to be working there again. And actually, not just working there, but they end up... Um, I'm, I'm going to be vague on purpose because I'm focusing on episode 7 of the, the, the altercation, but just giving more context. But they end up getting more funds where they're able to renovate the restaurant and Sydney's able to put her input. So essentially, it's kind of like she's co-opening a restaurant. And I just feel like there was a lot of uh, reward, quote-unquote, without any acknowledgement of the lack of accountability that occurred. And so it was such a great show. Um, that's why I looked out for podcasts just so I could hear other, not opinions, but discussions. And I, I specifically jumped to episode seven because I wanted to hear other people's reactions to the to the episode. And these podcasters, it's just really, um, it just really grated against me how they dismissed Sydney's responsibility and what she caught, her responsibility in causing this mess up. With all this being said, I am not dismissing Carmine, Carmine's reaction towards Marcus, towards Sydney towards Richard, towards the whole staff. I think Felipe even yells at Tina. Uh, the way that he was reacting is not excusable. But with that being said, I think one is able to sympathize and understand why Carmine was reacting the way that he was. Uh, he was under a lot of stress, not just professional stress, but as the audience, we understand that there's personal stress. One might be saying, well, the other characters, how can they know this, right? They don't, they can't read minds. But I would also argue when watching the show, it's quite evident and it's quite clear that Carmine has personal stress in his life. And part, of the, part of the major aspect of the show is the fact that his older brother committed suicide. So everyone within, everyone within the cast is aware that there's just a lot going on. And uh, Carmine has just done his best to control the situation. And I think he's demonstrated throughout the series that he, he, he has done so. He just ends up faltering a bit in episode 7. So again, I'm not trying to excuse his behavior, but I think the audience can understand why he reacted the way that he did. But these podcasters, they were just kind of making it seem like Carmine exploded just because he's a cran sucker, right? <laughs> um, um, just be, yeah, just because he's a jerk. And that there was no reason for him to be yelling at Tina, to be yelling at Marcus, to be yelling at yelling at Sydney. And it kind of just turned Sydney's lack of accountability into a moment of empowerment, where I felt like that was a negative, uh, that was a negative betrayal of agency. That was a selfish betrayal of agency, not a positive use of one's agency, but a negative use of it. If one doesn't know what agency is, that's the act of doing one's action. So, for example, I wanted to pet my cat. That's my agency doing so, right? Um, and then my cat wants to walk away. That's her agency doing so, right? She's letting me know, no, I don't appreciate you petting me. I'm going to walk away, right? Sometimes some individuals cannot control their agency um, because of verbal or uh, uh, because of verbal or physical abuse. But, um, but yeah, I just didn't... I don't know, and I did. I did try looking up more verbal discussions on uh, about the bear, and it just seems like in general there's just this big idea of of dismissing Sydney's. Essentially, a lot of people are just choking it up to sexism and racism. And one didn't like Sydney's character at the end. It's because they're sexist. They don't like women, or because they're racist. They don't like um, black individuals. Um, but I think that's a very superficial telling. I'm not saying there's some individuals who don't like her character for those aspects. I'm sure there are, and if there are people like that, for sure they are sexist and they are racist, right? They shouldn't be part of this conversation. But I'm talking about more like people like myself, who I really did like Sydney's character, but that aspect of 
choosing to walk away from what you caused and then saying to someone else it's your fault not on me and choosing to walk out that just really make me me um not like her character as much as i used to i'm still hopeful because i do really like sydney's character and i'm hoping that with the second season again they address that moment and if they do i have a feeling that i'm probably going to really uh um will love Carmine and Sydney's character even more. But if they don't, we'll see what happens, right? But um, I just wanted to talk about this just because in general, I feel like in, in, uh, in popular culture, there's this idea that it's okay to, 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 to uh, dismiss accountability just when, it's, when it suits the, the, the conversation at play. <clears throat> An example I like to use for this, both in right now, for right now and also in my professional life, and sometimes in my personal life when I have conversations, is Billy's character from Stranger Things. There was enough evidence to suggest in season two, um, again, <coughs> excuse me, everyone, sorry. Pardon me, my throat tickled. There was enough evidence to suggest that Billy's character was not being a cransuck or an evil individual just because he liked being evil. He had a biological father that was physically abusing him and verbally as well. And then he had a stepmother... <clears throat> He had a stepmother who, instead of choosing to defend her stepson, she expects her stepson to act as a brother towards his stepsister while getting no maternal, um, boy, any maternal aspects from the stepmom, right? Maybe give me what I want, but I'm not going to give you anything, right? I'm not going to act like a stepmother towards you, Billy, but I want you to act like a brother towards your stepsister. Again, I'm not trying to excuse Billy's behavior, but I think there was enough textual evidence even before season three came out to suggest that Billy is an individual who uh, we can explain why he's the way that he is. And if he got some therapy, some conversation, he wouldn't be the way that he is, right? I don't like that I just repeated myself. Pardon me, I got distracted in the background. Uh, but hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, so that, that's essentially why I wanted to discuss the bear and the idea of accountability. Uh, I just seeing the discourse surrounding it and how people are just saying if one doesn't like Sydney's character at the end you're just racist and sexist I just think that's a very superficial dismissal of real valid concerns for the story itself the dismissal of accountability I don't I haven't really discussed Marcus's character and I haven't done so just because um, I, um, I, there's enough textual evidence to suggest that Marcus might be um, he might be struggling with elements of mental health not in terms of depression or uh, anxiety more in terms of like uh, ADHD or ADD. I'm not really well versed in that kind of discourse So that's why I'm not really discussing it uh, But I would argue that Carmine his mental health issues just more in regards to depression and uh, Not anxiety just mostly depression and for Sydney her Concerns are mostly coming from professional issues, right? So even though they both have mental um, issues, it's more more broader, more generalized, and most people understand and they could empathize, empathize because they've experienced it themselves. But again, I am going, I am planning to do a review on the bear. I'm just going to be rewatching it. I just recently finished watching Firefly and Serenity, and I'll be doing brief reviews on those two. And I'm planning on on um, on uh, uh, starting the bear. Uh, I don't know, maybe sometime this week or next week. It just depends on my schedule and to be frank on my mood as well. But to be completely honest. I'm really looking forward to that rewatch. It, it, it feels like when I rewatch Firefly, it feels like I'm coming back amongst quote unquote friends. When I rewatch Deadwood, it feels like I'm coming back amongst peers. When I rewatch uh, The Expanse, it feels like um amongst a group of um of colleagues. You you get my point. 
uh, I feel that way with the bear. And I'm really, really looking forward to returning to the kitchen. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Take care, everyone. And if you have uh, any discussions about the idea of accountability, not just within the show, the bear, but other properties, let me know. I love, love to have a conversation about that. So take care and have a great day. Herd Chefs, bye.